Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare associated infections and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program and thanks so much for joining us today. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website with www.cloroxhealthcare.com. Learn more about keeping environments safer with Clorox Healthcare. And today we have with us our two guests, Andrew uh, Rushworth and Mike Short. They're joining us today to discuss microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool for healthcare environments cleaning. And Andrew Rushworth is director of the commercial product cleaning portfolio at Rubbermaid. He grew up in the marketing function of large CPG companies, including Kent, Kent, Cadbury and Dannon, before transitioning into the B2B space in 2005 holding senior marketing and product development roles in the commercial cleaning, disinfectants, healthcare, and IP areas. Andrew grew up in the UK and has worked across the world in various global roles, gaining understanding of the challenges faced in mitigating the risks associated with healthcare-acquired infections and seeking to create solutions to address these issues. Mike Short's joining us today. And he's the Administrative Director of Safety, Security, Patient Transport, and Environmental Services at Murray Regional Medical Center in Columbia, Tennessee. He has an MBA and it has professional memberships include ASHE, IAHSS, AHE, the American College of Healthcare Executives, among others. He serves on the South Central Tennessee Healthcare Coalition, the Tennessee Department of Health Advisory Council, for bioterrorism, preparedness and response, and hospital special projects and oversight committee on emergency preparedness and hospital response. He is a certified health health safety professional and has served as an emergency response instructor for the National Center of Preparedness and Response. And at this time, I'd like to welcome Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Nancy. And thanks to the CDIS Foundation for inviting us to participate on your show today. Uh, I think our topic will be of interest to your audience, uh, quality microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool. Uh, I'm happy to be joined by uh, Mike Short. Uh, as a highly experienced environmental services director, uh, he will share his experience with microfiber as an essential tool in an infection prevention program. Today, We're going to demystify microfiber for your audience. Uh, I know we've all seen microfiber products in grocery and hardware stores, as well as big box stores. Uh, And there's a lot of talk about there being superior cleaning textile. But do we really understand why that is and how they work? Uh, Our goal is to educate all of your listeners working across the continuum of healthcare and beyond, whether it's education, industry, uh, or even in your home, Uh, in understanding the concept of microfiber. Um, Microfiber cloths and mops provide superior microbe and organic matter removal uh, compared to traditional textiles, but not all microfiber is created equal. Uh, We'll be talking about what sets quality microfiber apart, the evidence behind it, and how it can serve as an effective infection, infection prevention solution. Thank you so much, Andrew, for that. And, Andrew, so what is microfiber exactly? Okay, so a lot of products are labeled as microfiber, uh, but they don't actually meet the technical definition for it. At its most basic, 
The term microfiber refers to a very fine synthetic fiber measuring less than one denier. Um, that's a term you may not have heard and certainly isn't one likely to come up regularly in conversation. Denier is often used to refer to the thickness of a fiber, but technically it is a unit of measurement for the linear weight of fibers. So if you were to take nine kilometers of a certain fiber and measure its weight in grams, that's the denier measurement. And to be classified as microfiber, a textile fiber must measure less than one denier, which means it is an incredibly fine fiber, much finer even than the average human hair, which measures in at approximately 20 denier. So microfiber is just that, a micro or very small fiber, which we'll learn is a key factor behind its efficacy. And a single hygiene cloth is comprised of hundreds of thousands, if not more, of these microfibers knitted together. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I think we probably all just learned a new word. Denier certainly isn't a common term. So can you tell us a little bit more about how microfiber is made? Sure. So microfiber is a synthetic product, so it's manufactured from synthetic polymers, usually polyester or a combination of polyester and nylon uh, via a process called extrusion, which in manufacturing is literally the process of shaping a substance by forcing it through a mold. Uh, As the polymers are forced through the mold, a process combining heat and spinning melds the polymers together to form one continuous fiber or filament of a certain cross-sectional diameter. Thank you so much for that, Andrew. And we have heard a lot about the different types of fibers, like monofilament and blend. Can you describe the difference? Yeah. So uh, a major point of differentiation for microfiber products is whether it's made from a single polymer or multiple synthetic polymers. Uh, If a single polymer is used, the microfiber is called a monofilament microfiber, which is what Rubbermaid Commercial Products Hygiene Disposable Microfiber is. If more than one polymer is used, the fiber produced is called an extruded blend fiber for the obvious reason that two materials have been blended together. Unlike monofilament microfiber, extruded blend fibers can then undergo a second critical manufacturing process called splitting, which literally splits the microfiber at the interface of the polyester and nylon. Now, if you were to look at the cross-section of a blend microfiber before splitting, you'd see what looks like a cylindrical fiber with an asterisk set inside of it. The asterisk is the nylon, and the rest of the fiber is the polyester. Splitting occurs at the interface between the two and significantly reduces the size of the individual fibers, in some cases to to well below one denim. Monofilament microfiber cannot be split because there's only one polymer and therefore no polymer interface to split. I understand that we're going to talk about this difference a little bit, uh, little bit more later in the show, but you can imagine how splitting a fiber into smaller strands creates lots of additional space for trapping microbes and dirt and dust particles. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all that, all that information, Andrew. And in the medical arena, there's always a need for studies to demonstrate efficacy. Have there been studies to prove that microfiber is superior to cotton cloth and mops? Yeah, there has been. Uh, really, the, the seminal study that 
shifted the cleaning textile paradigm from cotton to microfiber was conducted by Drs. Rutala and Weber uh, at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, and published in the American Journal of Infection Control in 2007. Uh, this study evaluated the effectiveness of microfiber mops in removing bacteria from environmental surfaces. The researchers actually assessed an earlier iteration of Rubbermaid uh, commercial microfiber mops, not current hygiene, uh, and compared them to cotton string mops, finding that without the use of a disinfectant, the microfiber mops removed 95% of bio-burden compared to just 68% for the cotton string mops. Uh, that paradigm shift was also fueled by a study from the University of California, Davis, that is available on the EPA's website. Uh, this study looked at a number of variables, including microbial removal, cleaning efficiency, resource consumption, and costs. Uh, as of the retirement study, uh, they found that microfiber mops removed significantly more bio-burden, 99%, compared to just 30% for spring, uh, string mops. But they also found that compared to cotton string mops, microfiber mops resulted in significantly shorter cleaning times, actually resulting in 20% labor savings per day. Uh, this, the study indicated that the microfiber mops was also associated with a 95% reduction in chemical usage, along with considerable water, com water consumption savings. Additionally, staff reported that the microfiber mops were significantly easier to use, and in fact, uh, they had no worker compensation claims during the study period, leading the authors to speculate that that could be a potential source of cost savings. Thank you so much, Andrew. And Andrew, have there been studies that have compared microfiber to other types of textiles besides cotton? We know disposable cloths have grown in popularity over the years. Right, absolutely, yeah. Um, there was a study. It was conducted in an Australian hospital uh, in which the researchers compared Rubbermaid commercial products hygiene microfiber cloths, both durable and disposable, uh, to a detergent-impregnated disposable cloth and a paper towel dampened with detergent and found that both hygiene products provided superior cleaning uh, and microbe removable. Uh, as a surrogate for certain debris, they applied fluorescent markers. Uh, they're only visible with a special UV light. Uh, onto the testing surfaces and performed cleaning with each of the different cloths. They then used the UV light to identify any marker left behind after cleaning, which would indicate that the cloth hadn't adequately cleaned the surface. They found that both the hygiene durable and disposable cloths achieved complete removal of the fluorescent markers, uh, while the other cloth left marker streaking on the testing surface. Similarly, when they inoculated test surfaces with a multidrug-resistant bacteria, uh, specifically a strain of vancomycin-resistant enterococcus that had caused an outbreak at their hospital, uh, both hygiene products removed the bacteria while heavy growth was still detected after the detergent wipes and paper towels had been used. 
Thank you so much for all that information, Andrew. And at this time, we are going to pause for our first commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool for healthcare event- environmental cleaning with our two guests, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Join us on Saturday, November 14th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for the 8th Annual International C. diff Virtual Conference and Health Expo. For details and to register, please visit cdiff2020.com. Again, that's cdiff2020.com. Or contact the C. diff Foundation at 727-205-3922. We look forward to meeting you online on November 14th and meeting you in person in November 2021 in Boston, Massachusetts at the Hilton Boston Logan Airport Hotel. Do you know the symptoms of COVID-19? They may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure to the virus. Symptoms may include fever, chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, new loss of taste or smell, vomiting or diarrhea. This can be in any combination. Any difficulty in breathing or shortness of breath, please visit your local hospital immediately. For additional up-to-date COVID-19 information, please visit the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website at cdc.gov. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for joining us today. We have our guest, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short, joining us discussing microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool for healthcare environmental cleaning. And now we, we'd like to reintroduce and welcome our guests back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew and Mike, and welcome back to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. And Andrew, if you wouldn't mind taking this one here, uh, this question here, um, we've heard that the microfiber is easy or easier to use than cotton cloths and mops and might even reduce work injuries. Is this true? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, microfiber is definitely more user-friendly. And there's a study that suggests its use is associated with reduced worker injury risk. Uh, the Royal Melbourne Hospital in Australia found that our hygiene mops were significantly easier for their staff to use than traditional cotton string mops. Um, They actually conducted an assessment using wireless motion sensor technology to see how use of the two mop systems impacted the user's body movement. Uh, They found that the hygiene mops posed a 20% lower movement risk compared to cotton string mops. Additionally, uh, the cleaner spent 49% less time outside of the preferred overall movement range and 33% less time out of the preferred shoulder movement range with the hygiene system. 
That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Andrew. And Andrew, what are the two types of microfiber? Uh, well, the two types of microfiber are monofilament and split blended. Uh, monofilament microfiber, like hygiene disposables, are made of one material, polyester, uh, and provide better cleaning efficacy and performance than cotton. Uh, split blend microfiber, like hygiene durable, uh, is made of polyester and nylon. Uh, the polyester provides optimal cleaning performance and the nylon enhances absorbency. Splitting actually creates strands or wedges in each fiber that are much smaller and finer than a, monofil a monofilament microfiber. And again, this creates a much larger surface area for absorption. In fact, split microfiber can absorb as much as six times its weight in water and actually has up to 40 times the surface area uh, of a regular cotton fiber. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Andrew. And well, we welcome Mike Short. And Mike, as an experienced environmental services director, can you describe how fiber size affects the cleaning efficacy? Sure. Well, thank you first, Nancy, for having um, me on the on the program with you today and for Andrew's expertise and the way that he simply explains very technical matters is uh, uh, quite exciting to hear it come from him. Um, so this microfiber small size, as Andrew described, is really at the heart of its efficacy, which in the EVS world simply means its ability to do what it's intended to do. That small microfiber size means that it can remove microscopic particles and penetrate small apertures in the surfaces. This is in contrast, as Andrew alluded to, that cotton, which has larger fibers that just simply push particles across a surface and can leave reservoirs of pathogens in the nooks and crannies of that surface. For the EVS world, that's a really key difference because when you're cleaning the room of a patient colonized with a let's say a multi-drug resistant bacteria or infected with C. difficile, for example, you know um, that you're using the product that is most capable of removing those pathogens from the surfaces and not simply moving them around on the surface. We know from a number of studies, um, some of those have been noted already, that a patient admitted to a room previously occupied by someone with a multi-drug resistant pathogen, well, they're at increased risk for acquiring infection or colonization with that same pathogen. And that's obviously because some of the microorganisms have been left behind despite the best efforts of cleaning and disinfection and the process is used. Those of us who live in this healthcare world know that the hospital acquired or nosocomial infection, those things are tracked and monitored and reported and frankly, they're never a good thing. So we're always working hard to prevent them from occurring. Cleaning with microfiber simply helps us clean better. Microfiber has a large surface area, which translates into excellent absorbency, lots of surfaces for grabbing and trapping pathogens. Split microfiber, compared to monofilament microfiber, has even smaller individual fiber size and even greater surface area. For me, as a 30-plus year EVS director, I know that when I send a staff member of mine into a room to clean with that hygiene product, those features, that being the small fiber size and a large surface area, are going to provide the best opportunity for eliminating bio burden from the room and minimize that risk of infection for the next patient who we admit to that room. 
That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Mike. And Mike, can you share with our global listeners a little bit more about split fibers and how they make cloths and mops more effective as a cleaning tool? Sure. So getting into a little bit more of the technical side of the EVS world of microfiber, as we mentioned, split microfiber has a larger surface area for trapping pathogens between the split fibers. But it also has enhanced mechanical cleaning action. The edges created between the wedges and crevices of the microfiber surface by the splitting process that Andrew so eloquently eloquently uh, uh, described, well, that really helps us remove dirt and grab microbes and debris as the microfiber product is moved over a surface. One study on split microfiber from from, uh, Norway and Denmark described these edges as as acting mechanically on the surface like a carpenter's plane peeling off deposits. By contrast, a larger cotton fiber just seems to push that particle across the surface without actually capturing it. And as we discussed earlier, this is particularly advantageous for cleaning porous or uneven surfaces, as the fine fibers can remove particles and pathogens found in small crevices, unlike cotton and cotton fibers that are just too large to penetrate those small openings and aperture areas. Exactly. Thanks so much, Mike, for explaining that. And Mike, we've heard, we've heard discussions about positive and negative charges um, that relate to the cleaning properties of microfiber. Can you explain that? Yeah, I can. And this, uh, again, gets a little technical, so I'm going to explain it in the best EVS way that I possibly can. And it's a really important concept as you think about microfiber's efficacy and how it works. Does it do what it's supposed to do, particularly as it compares to cotton? So microfiber actually has a natural attraction to the particles it's trying to remove. It has what we call a net positive charge in use areas and uses uh, where most of the dust and dirt and bacteria are carrying a net negative charge. So there's this natural affinity between the two elements. It's sort of that old saying that we learned growing up about how opposites attract, and that's the case here. I kind of like to visualize this as the microfiber acting like a magnetic textile force attracting and grabbing all of these negative charge particles particles as it's moved across the surface, and then retaining them inside those microscopic crevices. Cotton, on the other hand, has a net negative charge, and so it doesn't really have the same natural affinity to microbes and particles that microfiber does. As you know, negative usually does not attract negative. Exactly. And Mike, can you explain the phenomenon of quat binding, and how does that come into play? Yeah, so this has really um, become kind of a big deal. It, it, as you say, it's a, it is a, a rather strange phenomenon, but it's one that really does exist. So quaternary ammonium compounds, what we call in the EVS world uh, quats for short, are probably the most commonly used disinfecting solutions used in healthcare because they're relatively inexpensive, they're relatively easy to dilute and get to a end-user usable state. Um, They're less likely to damage surfaces than some more corrosive alternatives like bleach-based products or phenols. But one issue to consider when you are looking at quat solutions is this very real phenomenon called quat binding. You see, quats are positively charged. 
And quat binding occurs when these positively charged agents are attracted and absorbed into negatively charged fibers of cleaning rags, cloths, mops, or other textile-based products, particularly those made from natural fibers like cotton. When this occurs, the concentration or strength of the quat solution is reduced as it binds to the fibers and it simply may not perform at the claimed efficacy level on the label. In effect, the concentration of available quat in the solution is diminished and is less likely to be eliminating the volume of pathogenic microbes that you suspect, and it may not even be in compliance with the manufacturer uses instructions relative to the active concentration level. So, in this instance, hygiene, disposable microfiber, is a great solution for any customer um, concerned about quat binding because it simply, because of its makeup, does not quat bind, thanks to it being 100% polyester. Hygiene, durable microfiber, does exhibit a small amount of quat binding due to the nylon fibers that make up that split microfiber uh, form. But hygiene durable microfiber is still a great solution as the quat binding is much less than what is seen with other durable alternatives, predominantly those that are cotton-based. And there are some additional cleaning strategies that cleaning teams can implement to reduce quat binding um, if they have those concerns with durable meta, uh, microfiber. And, and I'll just share some of those. So, for instance, one um, thing to reduce that quat binding is using microfiber with spray bottles. In areas where it's appropriate, and in some cases it's not always appropriate, you can reduce this quat binding by spraying the quat directly onto a surface. You reduce the likelihood of the chemical binding to the fiber. In the case of a surface spraying where quats are concerned, your cleaning team does and should be careful about inhaling those quat particles as that solution is aerosolized by spraying. So that's one way. Another is you can use the traditional dip and wipe method. So you you dip the cleaning microfiber cloth in solution, wring it immediately, and you can wipe any surface and reduce the amount of chemical binding to the fibers by simply reducing the amount of time the cloths have to absorb the quat. As it, you know, typically, I think we all kind of use the, the, the bucket method where we have cleaning cloths that just sit in this um, solution waiting to be used. One case in point for this recent study found out that just 10 minutes of soaking a cotton rag in a quat solution reduced the quat level remaining on that rag by 50%. That means the solution actually applied to the surface to be cleaned contained only half the concentration recommended and listed on the label. For those that are interested, there's actually a field test that you can perform on your own with quat test paper, and you can see firsthand the effects of quat binding. It's really, really quite enlightening when you do it yourself and see it yourself. So in summary, this is a really big issue, and it's, it's really a great selling point for hygiene over other textiles. It's also a reason why facilities should know what the polymer makeup of microfiber product is when they're using it. People often ask whether EPA-approved disinfectants can be used with microfiber. Well, that's a resounding answer, yes, in theory. 
But if you have a microfiber product with a considerable amount of nylon, you may have to adjust your cleaning protocols to account for that quat binding due to the inherent nature of the fibers themselves. Wow, incredible. Thank you so much, Mike. And at this time, we are going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool for healthcare environmental cleaning with our guests, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We hope you are enjoying listening to the keynote speakers of the 8th Annual International Virtual C. diff Conference and Health Expo, sponsored by Summit Therapeutics. Learn more about how Summit Therapeutics is advancing innovative therapies. Visit the Summit Therapeutics website at summitplc.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. If you missed the live broadcast of C. diff spores and more, we invite you to listen at your leisure. In addition to the on-demand show on Voice America Health and Wellness, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Take us with you worldwide. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for joining us today. We're here with our guests, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short, discussing microfiber and essential infection prevention tool for healthcare environmental cleaning. Welcome back to the program, Andrew and Mike. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. And Andrew, would you mind taking a moment to introduce hygiene to our global listeners? Sure, absolutely. So um, hygiene microfiber products uh, are engineered to incorporate all of the evidence-based factors and features that we've discussed uh, and which yield durable and effective microfiber cleaning textiles. Uh, All hygiene microfiber is manufactured from premium polymers Uh, It's competitor tested in an internal laboratory to ensure that it outperforms the tested competition. Uh, It's also proven to remove 99.7% or more of tested clinically relevant microorganisms by third-party laboratories, including Clostridiodes difficile, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, feline calicivirus, which is a surrogate for the nasty GI bug norovirus, uh, and more recently, the beta coronavirus OC43, which is human coronavirus, 
which is from the same genus as SARS-CoV-2. Uh, we invest a lot of time, energy, and resources uh, into ensuring our microfiber products are going to serve uh, our infection prevention and environmental service colleagues well uh, in what we know is a critical battle against environmentally transmitted infections. Uh, that's certainly always been the case, uh, but never more so than in the midst of a global pandemic. Exactly. Thank you so much, Andrew. And Mike, what about the durability of hygiene microfiber? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Nancy, because I can tell you from experience that this is really an important issue to uh, to EVS and housekeeping professionals. When it comes to durable, reusable microfiber, it's imperative um, that you're able to effectively launder and decontaminate the products. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, uh, has established laundering guidance for that very purpose. Their recommendations for healthcare textile include the use of water at at least 160 degrees Fahrenheit for a minimum of 25 minutes and a chlorine bleach at a concentration of 50 to 150 parts per million. However, the very properties that make heat and bleach effective in cleaning textiles and destroying microorganisms can also degrade those textiles over time, reducing their efficacy and lifespan, which is why product durability is so important. In my years in the healthcare EVS world, I've used many varieties of microfiber cleaning products. Having used hygiene products for quite some time now, I can tell you that the durability is clearly factored into every step of the manufacturing process, from the durable polyester polymers in the microfiber to the reinforced stitching of the cloth. You make an investment in a product that is effective, and you'll get a great lifespan out of that product. In fact, up to 200 launderings per the CDC laundry specifications with bleach and up to 500 without bleach. That's really great information. Thanks so much, Mike. And Mike, how do the applications for reusable and disposable hygiene microfiber differ? So traditionally, Durable microfiber has been used for jobs such as daily and terminal cleaning of standard patient rooms and common areas like waiting rooms, nursing stations, hallways. Disposables have typically been reserved for cleaning of what we identify as high-risk patient rooms, areas like the operating rooms, emergency rooms, clean rooms, and outbreak settings like the COVID pandemic has presented us with. There has been an incredible high demand for disposable microfiber with COVID, even though the CDC has stated that there is no special laundering parameter specifically required for COVID-19. In fact, their recommendations are to follow the manufacturer's instructions for use using the warmest water settings and drying them completely. They've also said that a COVID patient's laundry can be washed with another person's items. So even though we might be inclined to think that because this is a highly contagious virus, we should look to disposables. Durable microfiber really is an excellent and effective option for COVID-related cleaning. And Mike, that raises another important issue, that of cleaning versus disinfection. Can you tell us a little bit about what role you see microfiber playing in these two different steps? Absolutely. So th this is obviously a really a timely question, um, given the pandemic has made cleaning and disinfecting 
outside of the healthcare world even a much bigger priority than it probably has ever been before. And a lot of non-healthcare settings haven't necessarily had guidelines that they've followed for their cleaning processes. As a result, I'm hearing of several instances where the actual step of surface cleaning is being bypassed completely, and it's being replaced by opting to use other technology like electrostatic sprayers for disinfection. But this is my, in my view, as an EVS professional, I think this is a mistake. Cleaning is absolutely critical to disinfection. The CDC says it. It says in their infection control guidelines, in fact, they specifically say cleaning is the necessary first step in any sterilization or disinfection process. And that's because the only way to disinfectants can really do their job is if they come into direct contact with the microorganism they are trying to kill. When those microorganisms are trapped in dirt and soil, then direct contact simply can't occur. Furthermore, a lot, a lot of disinfectants are inactivated in the presence of organic matter. So if you, if you want to achieve effective disinfection, you absolutely have to first achieve effective cleaning. And another thing to consider, in, you know, the, the true goal of disinfection is to eliminate all infections pathogens, right? I mean, that's what we, that's what disinfection is. But for disinfection to be effective, there are a lot of variables that must come into play. The cleanliness of the surface, contact, or what we call wet time between the disinfectant and the microorganism, product distribution over the surface. How much of that product did we get on the surface? Compatibility with the surface material and pathogen sensitivity. So if you want to optimize your chances of achieving effective disinfection, you want to use a textile that is proven to remove and eliminate from the surface 99.7% or more of tested microbes with water alone before you've even used your disinfected product. So as a means of safeguarding against those variables. This holds true for hospitals, home cleaning, schools, and just about any business across the board. It, it, it applies to any setting, Nancy. Thank you so much, Mike, for all that great information. And Andrew, infection prevention infection preventionists always like to see the data. The evidence behind the question, why microfiber? What data can you provide them? Yeah, obviously the answer to that is research. Uh, quite understandably, uh, infection preventionists want the, want the facts. Uh, the first uh, study that was referenced before, uh, published in 2007, by uh, the American Journal of Infection Control. Uh, it's probably one of the most frequently cited microfiber studies, and it really did play a pivotal role in shifting uh, the cleaning textile paradigm from cotton to microfiber. Uh, as you might remember, uh, this study found that without the use of a chemical disinfectant, the hygiene microfiber, microfiber mops achieved superior microbial removal compared to cotton string mops. Uh, since that seminal study, uh, there have been a number of other studies demonstrating microfibers' superior efficacy. Uh, for example, uh, a study published in the Journal of Hospital Infection uh, compared microfibers' ability to remove organisms commonly associated with healthcare-associated healthcare infections from a variety of different surfaces in hostels uh, to conventional natural fiber cloths and found that the microfiber consistently outperformed the conventional cloths in their decontamination ability across all surfaces 
and irrespective of whether the bacteria were inoculated onto the surface with saline uh, or with other organic material to simulate real-life soiling. Studies have also shown that microfiber reduces the transfer of C. diff spores uh, during surface cleaning compared to cotton. Uh, and we have excellent research specific to hygiene uh, as part of infection prevention efforts in operating rooms, neonatal intensive care units, and general patient wards in outbreak settings. Uh, we understand that in this area of, of evidence-based practice, uh, our healthcare customers want evidence for their infection prevention tools. Absolutely. Andrew, thank you so much for sharing that. And we're two minutes before commercial break. And Mike, would you mind sharing the efficacy is we know is important to EBS departments? Also, have there been any studies looking at that? Yeah, well, um, that's a great point because particularly right now, um, as facilities like my hospital, we deal with the cleaning of COVID rooms every single day. And in many cases, uh, certainly in our case, we've established a, a guideline that says there's a 30-minute waiting period before a cleaning staff, an EVS member, can enter that room and begin the disinfection process. So the time that we do spend doing the actual cleaning is critically important. It's really time is of the essence. A lot of facilities are also hurting economically and anxious to ramp up their surgeries and outpatient procedures, those elective surgeries that were sort of shut down. So efficiency, moving quickly um, to get the cleaning done is of paramount importance. Fortunately, there's some very compelling data available that address the efficiency issue relative to hygiene's microfiber. Uh, here's a brief summary of that study where uh, one large urban hospital in Brazil found significantly reduced cleaning times when they switched to the hygiene products. Daily cleaning times were reduced by 19%, while terminal cleaning times were reduced by 27%. They also saw significant reductions in some consumption issues like water use and overall chemical disinfection consumption. There's also a great study out there with supportive data involving cleaning efficiencies in long-term care settings, which, as we all know, have certainly come under the spotlight during this present pandemic. Um, one large multi-site long-term care facility was able to increase its cleaning frequency by over 150% without added labor costs, while also realizing significant water consumption reduction. Another similar long-term care facility network was able to increase the number of rooms cleaned per six-hour increment from 14 to 32 while also improving their cleaning efficiency. They saw a 50% jump in their passing score cleaning audits with hygiene microfiber products. So they were able to essentially double the number of rooms they cleaned in six hours and improve the quality or efficacy of that cleaning, which is frankly kind of remarkable. Absolutely is. And Mike, thanks so much for sharing that information. And right now it's time for us to take a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool for a healthcare environmental safety, cleaning with our guests, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short. We'll return right after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. 
or twitter.com forward slash voice America TRN. Join us on Saturday, November 14th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for the 8th Annual International C. diff Virtual Conference and Health Expo. For details and to register, please visit cdiff2020.com. Again, that's cdiff2020.com. Or contact the C. diff Foundation at 727-205-3922. We look forward to meeting you online on November 14th and meeting you in person in November 2021 in Boston, Massachusetts at the Hilton Boston Logan Airport Hotel. Do you know the symptoms of COVID-19? They may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure to the virus. Symptoms may include fever, chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, new loss of taste or smell, vomiting, or diarrhea. This can be in any combination. Any difficulty in breathing or shortness of breath, please visit your local hospital immediately. For additional up-to-date COVID-19 information, please visit the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website at cdc.gov. We hope you are enjoying listening to the keynote speakers of the 8th Annual International Virtual C. diff Conference and Health Expo, sponsored by Summit Therapeutics. Learn more about how Summit Therapeutics is advancing innovative therapies. Visit the Summit Therapeutics website at summitplc.com. You are listening to C. diff Spores and More. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for joining us today on C. diff Spores and More. We're here with our guests, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Short, discussing microfiber, an essential infection prevention tool for healthcare environmental cleaning. And at this time, we welcome our guests back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew and Mike. Welcome back. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, you are welcome. And Mike, before the commercial... Uh, you and Andrew had given us a wealth of information. And right now, if you wouldn't mind taking a, a few minutes to just share the key points that you would want our our global listeners to take away with them from this episode. Okay. Well, uh, you know, obviously a lot of great information being shared here. And, and I have a couple of primary ones and maybe a few secondary ones as well. And I'll try to get to all of them as quickly as I can. I'll focus my comments on the most important things. And um, that really kind of starts with the concept of microfiber serving as an added level of assurance in the cleaning and disinfection process. You know, sort of a insurance policy, if you will, regardless of the setting in which you're cleaning. Uh, we know from past studies in the healthcare setting that cleaning and disinfection isn't always performed optimally. I've been in the business 30 years, and, you know, first and foremost, cleaning still remains an intensely human task and work process. So we know when there are humans doing this necessary work, human error does occur, along with a host of other things like time pressures, staff and managers, surface bio-burden levels, disinfection, distribution, a lot of those things that we've talked about. And that, along with just the fear of cleaning in the current work environment, as hard as we might work to perfect our protocols against these variables, there will always be some inherent risk that things get missed. But I know that when my staff is using these hygiene microfiber products, they are... 
at the very least, armed with a tool that is most capable of getting what is really the most critical job done. And that, as we said, is the removal of potentially infectious microorganisms. And while I know that most of what we've discussed today is focused on the healthcare setting, those same principles apply to any other cleaning setting, whether it's your home, automobile, school, restaurant, office, business. We just haven't seen the same focus in these settings prior to the pandemic. Nancy, another key takeaway for me as an EVS guy is keeping in mind the importance of friction in manual cleaning. We're in a really, um, I guess, exciting era, if I can say that, and it'd be okay, um, because there are all kinds of new breakthrough technologies designed to augment traditional manual cleaning. Some of these technologies have demonstrated really promising results as adjunctive uh, additional disinfection methods. But the operative word there is adjunctive. They are supplemental parts to a sometimes multi-pronged cleaning approach. They just don't take the place of the mechanical cleaning, that action that comes from applied force coupled with a textile-like microfiber that naturally, as we described, attracts pathogens, dust, and debris, fits into microscopic nooks and crannies, and has tremendous absorptive capacity. There's always going to be a need for manual surface cleaning to remove not only the vast majority of microbes, but also the soils and debris that interfere with the disinfectant or disinfectants technology and its ability to treat the microbes left behind. We know, for example, that UV light, which is very popular right now, doesn't work well in the presence of soiling just as some disinfectants, including those sprayed through an electrostatic sprayer, can be inactivated by organic matter. Manual cleaning is always going to be an essential step, and research has repeatedly shown that using microfiber in that step achieves the best possible result. In reality... This is kind of what our parents taught us for years about cleaning, and it's still true today. It's kind of a simple formula in a combination that includes good old-fashioned elbow grease, as we mamas used to call it, with the right mix of cleaning components. For us at my facility, hygiene microfiber is one of those key components that helps us achieve a high level of cleaning and disinfection. That's just wonderful. Thank you so much, Mike, for sharing that information. And, Andrew, would you like to um, have some closing comments for us before we close the program today? Uh, Nancy, I think uh, we've been through uh, pretty much everything about microfiber. As as Mike says, it's an essential tool. Uh, And and we both thank you, Nancy, and uh, the CDIF Foundation uh, for the opportunity to share the information today uh, about the important role of hygiene, microfiber, cleaning cloths, and mops uh, in everyone's infection prevention programs. Uh, Our goal at Rubbermaid Commercial is to take a proactive approach to breaking the chain of infection, effectively reducing pathogens from surfaces so that patients and healthcare workers alike don't touch contaminated surfaces and go on to transmit pathogens to themselves or others. Uh, and, yeah, I invite people to visit our website at www.rubbermaidcommercial.com slash hygiene. Uh, so thanks very much. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate you, Andrew Rushworth and Mike Shore, for both being with us today. But more than that, we thank you both for your dedication and Rubbermaid's dedication in health care and also for the wellness and safety in our communities. At this time... 
We'd like to send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated for and recovering from a C. diff infection and the many wellness draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together.